Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Christy. We are having conversations of a not-so-balanced life. Our goal here is to help you get past the good enough phase of life and begin your growth journey. We are a community of women supporting women. Hi, that's right. I want to get today started with just, I feel like today we just need an emotions check-in. So, Christy, how are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good, actually. I'm a little stressed just because end of the year, Christmas, all the things, but overall, feeling a lot better than I was. Husband is home, so my personal load has shifted quite a bit and gotten a lot lighter, so feeling a little lighter. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I think that today is going to be the day that I likely cry on the podcast. (laughs) I I feel like I... Okay. Hold on. I meant to call (laughs) you and ask you how did... How was Charlie's first day? How did drop-off go? So he's there. I'm getting emotional too. (laughs) (laughs) So drop-off, he was not as excited today as he was last week talking about his new school. We got there. We sat in the parking lot a while. We talked through how his day was going to go. We get inside the door and he's fine. Then the teacher comes to get him and then it's immediately, you need to come back with me. Can you come back with me? And then the tears... Um, so it was hard. So transitions are hard for everybody. Transitions are hard. People don't like change. No, they do not like change. And I'm a mess. He's going to have a great day. His teachers, as I told him, like your teachers are going to keep you safe. Just hold your teacher's hand and they will walk you to your classroom. You know, he's got his Murphy, which is his little stuffed animal in his backpack if he needs it. He was super excited. He got to wear a backpack today. That's like, awesome. So. Yeah, so I'm trying to remind myself the positives. And it's likely harder on you than it is on him at this point. He probably is doing fine at this point. Yeah, he's very nervous about the bus. Today is also his first bus ride, and he's very nervous about the bus. Um, He asked who was going to come and sit with him, if I was going to come and sit with him on the bus. And I said, no. I told him what his bus driver's name was going to be, and he's like, but who's going to sit with me? And I'm like... I don't know. You're a big boy. You get to sit by yourself on the big yellow bus. So fun. I just feel like I'm like teetering on the verge. Maybe you need to pick him up early today so then you know he's good. Well, fortunately, um, we have a doctor's appointment. We always have doctor's appointments, but fortunately we have a doctor's appointment today. So I will be getting him just early where he's being dropped off they're wonderful and they said they were gonna take a picture of him coming off the bus that's awesome bus ride documented i just you know it's just a transition well and you know and he looked terrified mm, it's okay he'll be okay we when cameron was two and a half to three and a half he cried almost every day when we dropped him off which i feel like most kids at that age are past the crying phase right every single day at drop off yeah this is just a lot to process and a lot to manage and it, it i just am regretting starting right now when it seems like the holiday like this is just not the best time for the school calendar schedules you know what i mean yeah yeah no i mean i agree so I'm a mess. I'm a mess today because I'm a mess. I want to talk about positive things today to get me out of this funk that I'm in. And so I have a story over the weekend of something positive that my kids did. So I wanted to ask you first, do you have a story to share that is positive and uplifting that will make me feel better? It's a grumpy face. Well, it's not a grumpy face. It's a I'm not prepared face. (laughs) 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 Okay, let me think about this. One optimistic friend. (laughs) Okay, yes, I have 
a story. Actually, I so I have two things actually. Okay, so first, so we were up in in Virginia over the weekend because we own a house up there and it is getting new renters. So old renters moving out, new renters moving in, and we had to go in and do you know just make sure everything was good to go. And of course, there's always more stuff than um, you expect. But luckily, there was less than is normally required during this process. So that's awesome. That. Number one. And number two, since we were up in Virginia, that's where grandma is. So grandma watched the kids and my husband and I got to go on a a double date with my brother and his wife. So that was super fun. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's wonderful. We took the kids to go see Christmas lights. This is my my kids' favorite time of year. It's my favorite time of year. So it's like super magical. So we Friday night drove through the neighborhood and did neighborhood lights. And my neighborhood is amazing and they go all out. It's great. And it's so funny because I was being so judgmental, right? Like the, the houses with only the projector lights and like eh, that's like a half acid it right and Jeff's like, okay, well, it's better than no acinet because, like, the next street had, like, no lights on it. So my house this year <laughs> is no acinet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we have projector lights, but we have, like, blow up things and we have, like, other little things. And I love this time of year. So we did lights around the neighborhood on Friday. But on Saturday, we went to the botanical gardens. So they have a drive through light display. And we haven't done it in recent years because my kids have always been rear facing, but now they're both big enough and they're forward facing. And the fact that they can now see everything, we thought, okay, this is the time, let's go. And so we took them. And about five minutes into the slow drive, my oldest says to me, thank you so much, mommy and daddy, for bringing us here. This is amazing. And then all of a sudden, I can't see the road in front of me. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> like an idiot because it was unprompted. And usually you have to tell your kids to appreciate things, right? Like, and he's starting to do it on his own now. And it's something that he's really into. And I am just so overwhelmed. God, I'm a mess today. <laughs> Even my happy stories, I can't be happy about because I'm just, I'm a mess. I'm crying. We put up our Christmas tree last week. And so Carl or littlest he's like a year and a half and we decorated it at night while he was sleeping Cameron and I did and then he came downstairs the next morning and we had the lights on and he's going wow 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 (laughs) (laughs) it was the cutest thing ever I love that kids are the best and the most disgusting (laughs) yes yes I know they're it's they're amazing little people to watch can you believe you made them like I still sit in this place of I can't believe I made a person right like who gave me the power to have two two people that I like and carry? you're responsible for yeah yeah I still feel have trouble being responsible for myself some days yeah <laughs> all right so thanks for the uplifting positive stories I feel like we've used the f word quite a bit on this episode so we're gonna just start saying the word fork <laughs> instead I mean the forking universe the forking universe man it's unreal like I just sometimes I have a really hard time with all of the things aligning the way that they should like I prepare myself for every scenario but it's usually every negative scenario what could go wrong, right? Like I never prepare for what could go really right. I'm starting to see that sometimes I'm overprepared for the negative. I still don't know what I think on this topic. So if you read stuff about manifestation, which again, I don't know how I feel about it. It's kind of woo-woo out there. But it talks about like the more you pay attention and put good vibrations and energy out there, like the the better you feel, the more good you're going to get. You know, and that idea of like gratitude journaling, you're you're paying attention to the good, more good will come kind of thing. And that really has worked for me over the last few years. So maybe there's something to it, maybe there's not, but I yeah. I think I've talked about over the last 
few podcast episodes that my year was going one way and it sort of threw me for a loop and things had gotten pretty difficult and I kept finding myself in a negative headspace and feeling like I was having trouble getting out of it because I was like, wait, this isn't where I thought my year was going to be. Like, why Why am I here? Why? Why am I feeling this way? And it took me a while, but I feel like Every time I was like, what the fork universe? Why are we here? This is not what I signed up for this year. (laughs) Right. The universe kept saying, you got to go with the flow, Christy. Like, this is where you are right now. You got to sit in it. And I was like, ah, okay, let's, let's. The more I resisted, the more annoyed and bad that I felt. You know, part of it probably is Brandon's home. So a little bit of weight has been lifted. But part of it also has been me just like working on being where I am and trying to be present here in this moment and I keep running through my head the idea like this is really the moment that counts not the one that happened five minutes ago and not the one that's going to happen in the future this is the one I need to focus on because this is the real one Uh, yeah and I think that's part of it too like specifically this weekend I knew that this week was going to be hard for me I know the transition is hard so in preparation for this week I was just really present with my family and my kids and I took some time out yesterday for myself and like I I feel like the culmination of the way that I prepared it's just transitions are just hard. I read something the other day too because what do you know what your Myers-Briggs personality type is? No but you and Jess made me do it that one time so I I can't remember what you were. I feel like you're probably in what is it an INFJ. Yeah probably that sounds about right. I don't even know what those letters mean Christy so I don't know. I'm just going to agree with everything you say right now. I can't remember what the, it's introverted, intuition, feeling, judging. I don't know, something like that. I can't remember. But there was something I read the other day that was talking about INFJs are so like the empaths of the world and they're so focused on other people's feelings that they ha- they're they almost aloof of their own. So, so the other forking universe, Christy and I recently filed for a partnership and we met kind of halfway to sign the paperwork and meet up for lunch. And we've been talking about intentional as a mother for a long time and to actually like form a partnership and put a you know, website together and like make this a thing. It was a monumentous moment, I think. Okay. And so when we were signing the papers, there was a woman who was notarizing it for us and she was like, oh, so what is this? And so we started giving her our elevator pitch of what it is that we plan to do. And she had a story that she wanted to share and she, you know, she started talking to us about her life and, and her journey and how she's ready to share her story. And Christy and I were honored to have the privilege of speaking with her and meeting her. But it was just the universe is telling us that this is what we're supposed to be doing. And it just felt like that was the validation that I needed in that moment. This was the right next step. It was yeah, I feel I feel like the universe, it's like one of those synchronicities that you're not expecting. And Megan and I are both doing this off the side of our desk. Like this is not a full time thing for us. And so it's hard, right? But it's something that we're passionate about. And I think that every time we're like, one of us wants to give up because it's just a lot on top of the rest of life. The universe sends us a sign like, nope, not time to give up yet. You're like, all right, fork, let's keep going. Yeah. (laughs) now I'm getting emotional. It has been. It's been really heavy. And I think the holidays have just further put it under a microscope or magnifying glass how challenging it is to keep up with all of this and our full-time jobs and our families and, 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 you know, this is just another comma in our life. And to have that experience, we plan to interview her in January, but, you know, we're closing out our first season of shows. We, we When we signed up for this, we said, we're going to do 12 episodes. We're going to see how it goes. And we are getting positive feedback. I, 
I think for us both, we're at a kind of a point where do we keep going? Do we stop? What what is the next step? What do we plan to do with this? And I think all of those questions have been really heavy on us the last few weeks. And and so if you are listening and you want to hear more, email us hello at intentional as a mother. Follow us on Instagram at intentional period as period a period mother and let us know what it is you want to hear us talk about. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. DM us on Instagram. It's probably the easiest. All right. So Forking Universe, man, this is an oldie but a goodie for me. So military spouse, I have lived where I currently am for a good amount of years in military terms. Prior to coming here, we moved like four times in four years. It was a lot. And we came from here moved to Virginia, moved to Kentucky, moved to Alabama, and then moved back here. And the first time I lived here, I worked at a local university and I had a few friends here, no one that I was like super, super close with. And I ended up on this random committee and ended up finding one of my best friends in the world. Um, and she no longer lives here. I didn't live here for a while, but we, we still connect you know, definitely weekly. And I feel like that was just the universe putting someone in my path that they knew mm-hmm. I, I needed. And I feel like there's so many instances of, of that. And I think in general, you know, sometimes you need somebody in your life and it's sort of that yeah. timely entrance. And and likewise, I've experienced timely exits where there's not there's not really like agreed a negative reason why you no longer speak friendship just kind of fades away I think that everybody's kind of everybody that comes into your life is there for some sort of reason right like and some people are gonna walk with you for a long time and others a short time and it just I don't know like I think I've gotten to a point in my life where I'm like that's yeah that's okay yeah I I agree agree with that. I would like to start a segment, Random Thoughts with Megan, because he, I have a random thought that I want to share. <laughs> and perhaps you have one too. After you hear mine, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, I've got one of those. But I'll start. So I received a voice message, voice text message. I don't know if you know what those are yet, but if you haven't, it's like, you know, there's like a little microphone on your text message box and you could just press the button and then talk and then send it. I, <laughs> so random, started thinking, oh boy, the evolution of cell phones, right? When you first had your cell phone, it was everybody's going to call person to person. <laughs> and then a few years after person to person, it became everybody's going to text each other, right? Hold on. But can we just stop and appreciate that she used to have to push the numbers multiple yes, times to get exactly. to the letter? But so anyway, that's how ahead. texting started. It was just a little <laughs> keypad, right? Like it was a little key. It was like that each number is a letter and you never understood. When I first got my first phone, I did not understand why there were letters behind the numbers. And then texting became a thing. And it's like, oh, that's why letters were always here. It's not why they were there, people. When you would call like 1-800-whatever, that's why the letters were there. Because the letters represented numbers. Yep. So so you have phones, you're calling person to person, and then your texting was introduced. And then, then I don't know if you had this phase in life, I sure did, where texting was the whole big thing. Don't leave me a voicemail, I'm not going to listen to it, just text me. And now we're back to voice messages <laughs> because it's sent over a text. Um, no, no, don't say we are back. Christy is not back. Do not send me a voice memo. I hate I, that well, crap. And I get them and like, how is this different than calling somebody and leaving a voicemail? I don't want to listen to it that way. I don't want to listen to it this way either. Exactly, right? Like, I don't have time to listen. I just, no, I, I love my mom. Mom, I love you. Um, she's probably not listening. She's not good with technology <laughs> and if you are listening we love you uh, definitely love you and you're I'm proud of you for figuring out how to listen <laughs> 
exactly. But so every time she calls, she still will call. If I don't answer, she will still say, hey, Christy, it's mom. Just calling to say hi. Love you. I'm like, this is not a voicemail. Why are you leaving me a voicemail? <laughs> this is not a answering machine. <laughs> I'm like, I saw that you called. That's all we need here. <laughs> of course, I say that. And you know what? If she were to die tomorrow, I would be so thankful to have that message. So I'm a jerk. <laughs> no, but so, so like think back to answering machines, right? So like, did you have an answering machine? Because I did. And my sister and I used to re-record the message in like greeting over and over and over again. And it would drive my parents crazy. We did not do that. I think, uh, did we have, we did have an answering machine. Our kids are never going to know what an answering machine is. Hold on. There was something. Something that I talked about recently and Cameron was like, what is that, mom? And I was like, oh, he saw a, a CD. Like a music CD? And he was like, like a music CD? And he's like, what, what is, is that a movie? And I'm like, it's <laughs> Do not. Do you remember going to the mall and getting like the singles? I never bought albums. I was never really big and I never had the money. I never had the money for like a full album, but I would go and like spend the $3 or $5 for the single CDs where it was like three songs. <laughs> like that was, that was it. I never got the whole album. It's so funny because like to this day, the singles I had was like Shania Twain and then Usher. Like I know those songs backwards and forwards because it was like the only ones I owned. I don't know why I had so much country. I still remember to this day sitting there listening to the radio and recording on a cassette tape when yes, I was young. Same. I still have some of my mixed CDs that friends or boyfriends gave oh, me at the time. So if we want to get really embarrassing yeah, really fast, I like I I am seriously like embarrassed to admit this, but I'm gonna do it anyways. This is a safe space, Christy. I don't know. I I think this may take it to unsafe. You said you had a lot of country, so I liked a mix of music. Still very much do, but grew up family who listened to a lot of country. So I had a. Billy Ray Cyrus poster on my wall. That is embarrassing. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh I'm my so gosh, I used to go and get like the the teeny magazines. I had JTT on my wall. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yes. Um, who was the guy in the Dolphin Show? The Dolphin yeah, Show. I'm gonna Google it right now. This uh, is not ringing a bell. Do you remember Salute Your Shorts? I used to love that show. Isn't that what it's called? It was Flipper. Flipper was the show. Flipper. I don't remember. Megan. No. Hold on. I'm googling too. That was not Elijah Wood, was it? I guess maybe it was. I watched a Christmas movie the other day that had Melissa Joan Hart and uh, Jason. Was it Jason Presley? I don't know if that's his real name. Jason Presley from 90210. Yeah. On it, and I was like, so they're both yeah. what? like mid 40s at this point it was weird so it's so funny because like as as i'm getting older and there's like all these people coming out like i like sean mendez and i don't know who the other girl so like these names it's like oh these guys are doing this and it's like i have no idea who that is and i used to like be on top of all the pop culture and i've got i got yeah nothing. isn't that funny i feel like when you get our age and probably have kids it just i got nothing yeah either. so i I don't remember this Flipper series. I don't think I watched this. <laughs> yeah, no, Flipper was a, uh, I was a big fan of Flipper. Do you know what the premise is? Are you like Googling it right now? What's the premise? I don't so know. So it's this, it was basically like Lassie with a dolphin named Flipper. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you, did you watch Salute Your Shorts yes. on Nick? Yes, I did. I used to love Salute Your Shorts. And um, was that Nick at Night or was that just regular Nick? I think that was, I think that was regular Nick. I don't think we were allowed to watch Nick at Night. We definitely were not allowed to watch MTV. I was always super sad because people would talk about like real world. We weren't allowed to watch it. I was not a huge fan of real world, but road rules challenges, that was my jam. My parents never restricted what I could watch. They just let me watch whatever and let the chips fall where they may. When, when I was a kid, we did not have, we did not have a TV with a remote control. 
like you had to go up and like actually hit the buttons on the thing. Mm -hmm. So my parents would block channels they didn't want us to listen to go to because when you hit the channel up button, it would just skip. Ah, that that's worked cool. for a while until Anne and I learned that MTV was, I don't know, channel 23 or whatever it was. And then we would go up and then we'd hit 23 enter and then it would skip to that. <laughs> but we only did that when my parents were like around to catch us. But it's like we always, right. we always, there was a workaround. It's just they thought that they were restricting our TV, but they were not. That's awesome. So that was like parent parental controls before parental controls really existed. Yeah. You know, like my four-year-old's now using oh god he's gonna be almost five my almost five-year-old is like uses our remote control and turns on the show that he wants to watch and can like navigate through our roku tv and find what he needs and i think how amazing it is that my kids are gonna be so technology savvy because we had to learn all of that it was all it was all starting it was all new and I, yeah they have to learn it too but it's not new it's so prevalent in our society now it's just gonna be like second nature well and i feel like it's like the idea of you're much more able to learn a second language or a third language or whatever when you're their age versus our age. So I think it's that same thing. You know, they're just naturally going to be tech savvy because they've been accustomed mm -hmm. to it. Charlie watches cartoons in Spanish. Cameron Cameron w used to watch some that or like some Russian videos where like, um, this is I don't know weird. what they're saying. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Paw Patrol, we get Paw Patrol in Spanish and English. And so he'll watch Paw Patrol in Spanish. It's like, That's do you awesome. know what's going on? <laughs> like, do you know what they're saying? Are you learning another language because you know what they're supposed to say? What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I was going to say something. It's like putting closed caption is like putting closed captions on the thing and then they're learning to read. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Do you have any random thoughts? Because that was mine. The phone, the vo voice me memo. Random thoughts. So, so my only random thought is that I cannot stand going shopping this time of year. Of course, I'm not a huge shopper to begin with because I get really annoyed with lines and having to like look for things. Functioning <laughs> 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 uh, like a person in a store. Got it. So so grocery shopping I love, but I'm talking about like other shopping. It's it's too much for me. I get annoyed quickly. So I went to Hobby Lobby on my lunch last week because I like to make the boys a Christmas Eve box and we do like a scavenger hunt and it's like stuff to do on Christmas Eve in the box. And Hobby Lobby normally has great little things to put in the box. So I get all these things and I go to check out and there are like four lines open and there's probably 20 people in each line. And I'm like, I mean, if you've ever been to Hobby Lobby, yeah. I love their stuff but their lines are the slowest lines known to man. So I was not will I was not willing to wait and I just I just can't with lines like that. So so okay, so this is this is the empath in me I think cuz I'm balancing there's such a worker shortage right now. There's so many open positions, there're not enough people showing up to work. And so I struggle with yeah, this is annoying and inconvenient for me, but we should be thankful for the people that did show up and that are here to help us. Look at you being the one to <laughs> find the silver lining. So I really struggled with that. When I went to the pharmacy the other day to pick up a prescription, they had a sign in the window that says, appreciate the people that showed up for work today. Like they're down X number of people. And I get that you have to have a longer wait. We're doing the best we can with what we've got. And I, you know, I like, can you tip pharmacy people? I agree with that, except for at Hobby Lobby because their lines are always <laughs> slow moving. 
That's how I feel about Walmart too. I, I can't. I can't shop at Walmart anymore. So I can as long as they have the long, like the big self checkouts where you can like put your stuff on the belt. Because so I was a cashier for like four years through college, and I can just do it faster than they can. So yeah. I would rather just do it myself. Yeah. Well, I have never been a cashier, but I have so much empathy for the people that are in those roles. I don't, however, have much empathy for the cashiers who are rude. If I'm bending over backwards to be nice to you and say kind things to you and you don't have the energy to even hand me my bag that's sitting in your little container or you throw it at me or it's not even bagged properly, then I lose that. I lose the ability to have empathy for that. So I think I I feel like that's a double-edged sword because yes, I agree. If you're working in the public, you should recognize that you're working in the public and like that part of your job is customer service, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, having worked in customer service for so long, people are mean, man. And they are rude and they don't care. But not everybody. Like I'm not. And if I'm like, well, first of all, I'm usually mouse, so you can't see that I'm smiling at you, but no, I am. (laughs) Crazy eyes. (laughs) Crazy eyes. I am doing my best to smile at you and I'm saying polite things and I'm, you know, I'm, Thank you so much. I appreciate you. You know, I, which I think is is try a little harder. You know, is agreed. <laughs> but but if you had the last ten people that were jerks, I know. Then you're you know by the time you get to the to the tenth, and even though they're nice, you're just still like I'm I'm over it, man. I'm forking yeah. over it. Take your bag. Take your bag yeah. and get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so I will say our Dollar General has a really nice staff. I love the pe- the um, people at our Dollar General. I never have any issues. I. Don't know that I've ever been into a Dollar General. You're such a snob. (laughs) (laughs) That's where I go for party supplies for the kids' school. Okay, so switching gears. We've tried to keep this positive show because I'm a mess today emotionally. So I do think that we have an opportunity, though, to talk about pet peeves, especially pertaining to our children. So Christy, I will let you go first. Sure, yes. So I have a second grader who's seven. And in the last, I don't know, three or four months, he has started talking back a significant amount and started really like pushing those boundaries to see how far he can go. And it has been driving me crazy some days. And one of the like, you know, it's a stupid little thing, I feel like, but when it happens every day, it just starts to wear on your nerves. And the biggest thing he's been doing recently is so he has he has to wear a uniform for his school. And we live in North Carolina until like, Two weeks ago, he was in shorts every day, most, you know, most times. Well, when we had to make the switch to pants or if there happened to be like a pretty cold day and I made him wear pants, I mean, complete pissed off at me, throwing a fit, like, nah, you know, like just not wanting to do what I ask. And I'm like, I just ask you to wear shorts, man. Is it really that big of a deal? And then same thing with a coat, like. The kid just wants to wear shorts and a t-shirt. And then he will, one day I was like, fine, just wear what you want because I was annoyed with him. And it was like 32 on the way to school and we drive a golf cart to and from school. So with a cover, but still, it's pretty cold in there. Had goosebumps on his legs and I'm like, you want your jacket now? No, I'm not cold. I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, then it's like the will, battle of wills. Yeah. So my oldest was the same way. Um, Changing seasons is really difficult. Again, it's a transition. So changing seasons is really hard. And so we just let him wear what he wants to wear. And then 
when he gets cold and he asks for a jacket, that's when we give him a jacket. Or when he gets cold and says he needs pants, that's when we change him to pants. And and that way it becomes less of a fight and less of a battle. But yeah, no, I, I totally get the talking back and how that's going to be annoying. I, I don't know that I'm really... I don't think my kids talk back so much. They whine. My, mine are whiners, but they, they're they not at that stage yet. I've been doing a lot of research about how to talk to children um, <laughs> because I, you think that people just know how to talk to children. No. Nope. That's not true. And Most people don't know how to talk to adults. And so like... The language that you use is really important, especially with my oldest. And so what we started to do uh, based on some research, he, he has um, what I define as, and nobody else has defined this, but what I define as kind of demand avoidance, where if it's something he has to do, he just refuses to do it. Like put your shoes on to, to leave the house or, you know, wear a coat when it's cold outside. So when, when it's something that is kind of required, he just won't do it. And so this weekend, I read something that said, instead of using have to language, use get to language. And so, for example, when it was, you know, you have to put your shoes on so we can go to the grocery store. We flipped that to say, you get to go to the grocery store, let's put our shoes on. Or when it's time to come inside from being playing outside for dinner, I used to say, you have to come in now and wash your hands, wash up for dinner. And he just would run away and hide. Now it's... <laughs> We get to eat dinner now. Come wash your hands. You know, like it's it's just changing that language. You're still getting the same result that you want to, but it's more of a celebrating what it is you're going to be doing instead of as something you have to do. Well, that's I feel like that same concept worked when Cameron was a, a little guy, because mm -hmm. if you know, if you're like, let's put on shoes or let's do X, Y, Z, you know, it's it's just like, no, why would I do that? I'm, I'm over here playing blocks or I'm over here yeah. doing whatever. Yeah. Whereas if you're like, hey, let's let's race to see who can get their shoes on or let you know, make it a game somehow. We used to do that a lot. And then it was he was way more excited about doing whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so then the other thing is so we use if then statements, like if you do this, then you can do this. And then somebody suggested last week doing first then statements because if is so vague. So saying like first you have to do or first you get to do this and then we can do this other thing. Um, and I thought that was really kind of an interesting flip. If means I don't yeah, have you, to. You, <laughs> right, right. Well, and I think I feel like kids in general, like it's they're they are more concrete thinkers that abstract. If you're using abstract language, it's going to be more confusing to them. Or, but or yeah, you know, I mean, I feel like my kids are smart enough to find the loopholes. Oh, de I definitely got lawyered. Well, you didn't say exactly like you said I couldn't play on the stairs. I'm still going to stand here. You, you know, like C Cameron gets me with that all the time. I call it being lawyered because <laughs> he like find, finds the loophole. <laughs> and I'm like, Ugh. yeah, yeah, I love kids. Kids are the best. <laughs> learning to learning to talk to people is hard. Well, and it's that balance, right? Because you want them to be like think for themselves. You want them to be resourceful and think strategically and mm -hmm. you know, so you want them to do all those things, but then sometimes it puts you in a place where you're like, dang it. Why did I teach or you that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or why are you as stubborn as I am? That's yeah. I feel like both of my children are uh came by stubborn honestly. My husband and I are both stubborn, so oh. that's just gonna get worse as they get older, I'm sure. <laughs> Super interesting to watch our our people that we made grow. Yeah. And be their and own people. It's just nuts. Yes. All right, Christy, do you have something that you would like to leave us with today? So my challenge for you today is to be where you are. Try to live in the present moment because that is the real moment. And try not to worry about 
what already happened or what's going to happen in the future because the past has already happened and the future has yet to. And you, I mean, you, you, you don't know. The only moment you're guaranteed is now. So live that one the best you can and try not to worry about what's to come. Mm-hmm. I know. I sit and worry a lot. I think it's natural. And I'm, I think a lot of us tend to do that. And lately, what the universe has been trying to teach me is that there's, I mean, you know, it's good to plan for the future. It's good to make sure that, you know, you're kind of on the path you want to be. But at the same time, if you're so focused on that, you can't be present in the now and enjoy, truly enjoy the moment that you're given. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard, though. It is. It is really hard. All right. And what is our final thought today? It's not selfish to love yourself and to make your happiness a priority. It's necessary. I think it's a good reminder for people especially around the holidays. I think around the holidays, especially like mom, moms already tend to stretch themselves too thin. And I think this time of year makes it even worse because you want to go to the Christmas parties and bake the cookies and have the special moments with your kids while still trying to do all the things that you already have to do in life because they don't stop for the holidays for most of us. Mm -hmm. All right. Thanks for being with us today. If you want to leave us feedback, please review our podcast on whatever app that you're listening to. That helps us. You can also email us hello at intentionalasamother.com or follow us on Instagram at intentional.as.a.mother. And we will see you next week. Bye.